Packers all the time. He has come light years in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Always great to hear from our friend and teammate, Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. How was yours? Lovely. Beautiful. Fantastic weather. Cobble. Can't complain. Other than the guy who tried to swindle us out of another four bucks per person on the boat. But that's a that's not huge. It was not that big of a deal. Uh, today. Swindling. Swindling. The, today, the franchise tag Good window work. opens. And it sounds like that's not something that the uh, Green Bay Packers are going to be engaging in. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, who would you use it on? Ugh. I mean, there aren't a lot of really good options. Um, if they, I mean, do John you, Runyon. John Can't Runyon let is John Runyon get away. Right. No, um, no, there's AJ Dillon. I believe was thrown out there. <laughs> Right, as somebody who could be a candidate but, for it, if they were going to, you want to pay him, him more than you have to pay Aaron did, Jones? Did, no, I don't. Did AJ Dillon call into the show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he texted me and was like, "Hey, when start you talk, the let's when start you talk the about rumor. franchise tag, can you just maybe casually bring me up? That'd be great. Thanks." Um, no, it just doesn't yeah. feel like they have a great candidate for it, so they'll probably be one of the teams that does not exercise no. the franchise tag. Correct. I'm sorry. Did you want more on that? Yeah. <laughs> look, here's the. Here's the, here's the great thing about their uh, free agent situation. They've got a couple of guys that I think they want back, right? I think they want Keyshawn Nixon back. Um, I'm not even sure how they feel about Darnell Savage. Uh, I think if Joe Barry had survived, uh, I don't think Darnell Savage would have wanted to come back, and I, I don't know if they would have wanted him back. Now, you know, I still – I don't – think he'll be back that's my own opinion that is not based on any conversations i've had i just get the vibe that he he wants a fresh start and they want a fresh start and uh, he wants to go somewhere where i mean i i do believe he feels very strongly that with joe barry he was miscast and that he was uh, used more uh in a way that was good for him uh and allowed him to be more effective when Mike Pettin, as Tausch likes to call him, was the uh, defensive coordinator. And so I think the last three years there's been some frustration, and I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's probably open to returning. But the bottom line is, is you look at this group of free agents, I mean, you know, there was a time where I thought Yash was going to be their starting right tackle for a long time. And obviously he fell out of favor to some degree, so I don't think he'll be back. I mean, that list of, I think it's 11 unrestricted free agents. I mean, there's just, not only is there nobody there that you would use the franchise tag on, there's really nobody there that you say you absolutely positively cannot lose uh, in free agency. Am I still on? In the NFL. Hi, Chu. Hi, buddy. That was my fault. What'd you do? Your mic wasn't up. So, Whoa. Are you, are you just, 
Wait. See, he's sabotaging the show because he's like, hey, I crushed yesterday. This producer stuff's for the birds. You were on the show yesterday. You were part of the crushing. He wouldn't keep you out. No, I'm saying Joshy. Joshy's sabotaging the whole board. Which no, is... Jen, that's a good point, though. Yeah, that's a good point. You would have you would have cut Jen's mic or something. Well, I think we should maybe switch roles when I get back there for a little while because if you remember a couple months ago, I producer producer role. A couple, a couple of months ago? A couple of years ago? We were in the old place. Jason, hi. Uh, there's a word hi, popping hey, up that I know what it means, but I'm not familiar with it when it comes to football terms, and that word is void. Does that mean those three are cut? What does it mean? No, it, so a new tech, a semi-new technique that was not around when you and Don Hudson signed your contracts yeah. is adding void years that allow you to push out the charges for signing bonus money into multiple years. So let's say we signed Chewy to a uh, – we restructure Chewy's deal. Okay, you've got an existing deal. You're scheduled to make $15 million in base salary this season, which, gosh, that would have been nice for you. You would have – had a nice little nest egg there. Um, and you wouldn't be doing this show because you'd be rolling in the dough. But instead, uh, you played when you did, and, and you need the money, and you need people to tell you how great you are, which is what I do on this show all the time. So you didn't – let's go back in time. You got your your base salary for this season. You've got a – let's say we've got a, a, a roster bonus and a base salary, and your total comp for the 2024 season is $15 million. And I need some cap space. So I'm going to take Chewy's contract, and I'm going to add three void years to it. You know, let's just add two for math, for easier math. Okay. So we take that $15 million. We add two void years to your contract. We convert it to a signing bonus. And now instead of – now we get to spread it out over three years. So now instead of you costing $15 million against the cap this year – you count five this year, you count five next year in the first void year, and then you count five more in the second void year the following year, right? So now I've created, I've conjured up $10 million in cap space, and I haven't paid you a dime extra. Now, here's the problem. Eventually, the void years do have to count against the cap. Mm-hmm. It's not just a magic thing where you get to do that and then, oh, those are void years, so that money doesn't matter. So in the case of the three guys, and and you're right, this is not something that has been done a lot in previous years, and it also has not gotten a lot of attention. I know Rob Domofsky posted a tweet yesterday uh, about how those three guys, uh, Nixon, Savage, Savage, and was uh, Yash the other one? Mm -hmm. Was Yash the other one? Yeah. you know, they were already on the free agency list. Like, we all knew they were this, – we all knew this was going to happen. Now, if if any of those three, going back to Jen's question about the franchise tag and my response about not having really anybody that you absolutely positively have to make sure you keep, um, if they had wanted to, they could have signed one of those three. Let's say one of them was someone they really, truly wanted – they could have signed one of those three to an extension before yesterday's deadline. And then you kind of, you're able to wipe out those void years and you basically can fold them into the new extension. So now 
you don't have those void year charges hitting you on this year's cap. But again, those were all expected. They knew what they were doing yeah. with those void years. They knew that charge was coming. So it's not like they're scrambling going, Oh crap, Russ Ball is sitting there in his office going, Oh my god, now we got nine more million dollars against the cap. I, I never saw this coming. Like they they budgeted for this. So it it's not you know, again, we're kind of in that window until the scouting combine next week kicks off. We're kind of in that window where there's not a whole hell of a lot going on. Um, you know, the Packers hiring a uh, strength and conditioning coach qualifies as big news now. Like, we're just we're kind of in one of those dead zones mm-hmm. where there's not a lot going on. So that stuff gets probably more attention than it merits. Does that make it less likely, Jason, that they're going to re-sign one of those three? No, I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, I think it tells you that it was not a priority, Gabe. Um, But what I think it also is, is, you know, I think that they're big fans of um, guys that they're not so sure of. Let them hit the market and then see what the market tells those players. Like going back to A.J. Dillon, right? Like, I don't know about you guys. I don't have any idea what his market's going to be. Do you? Like, is there anybody that thinks that he's going to get, like, a monster deal from no. someone to be their number one running back? No. I don't, no way. Right? No, no way. And so, and so you, he's a good example. Now, he didn't have void years and stuff, but my point is, is he's a good example of a guy that you let him get to the market, see what it dictates, and then maybe he comes back and says, hey, man, uh, I didn't get anything I wanted. My wife is from here. I don't want to leave here. I want to keep, you know, doing stuff for Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. I want to sell more Quadzilla books. I'm happy to be here for another year on, like, a prove-it deal. Um, And maybe he's better off. And then, you know, who knows, right? I mean, Aaron Jones dealt with some injury issues last year. He's getting older. Like, maybe Aaron Jones misses more time again. And this time, A.J. Dillon is really productive. And then when he hits the market again next year, he gets a much bigger number. I don't yeah. know. So, I, 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 yeah, I'm not saying that will happen, Chu. I'm saying yeah. that if you're in his position and if you're the Packers and you let him go to the market and there's nothing there for him, maybe then you get him back on a discounted prove-it deal, and then maybe that's a good thing for you. And then you can... You know, again, I know that he was not uber productive uh, when he was the starting running back and Jones was missing time. I still think he has value. Uh, I, I, I do like him as a player. Uh, I do think that he struggled last year and in 2022 with some, you know, confidence and pressure and all the stuff. He, you know, I've talked about that before, that how open he was about how much he let that stuff get to him. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe he would play freer in a circumstance like that. I don't know. I'm just saying that I wouldn't completely shut the door on him. But I think that they're probably going to let most, if not all, of these guys get to the market and then see what the market bears for them. Jason, before we let you go, this is the first time we've talked to you about all the stuff that went on this weekend with the David Bakhtiari thing, with the report and the aggregator and the Schneidman and the information and whatnot. Do you think David Bakhtiari is back in a Green Bay Packers uniform this year? No, no, I don't. But that, again, I mean, you know, again, back to my earlier point about how this is such a, you know, dead zone time in the schedule. Like, you know, I'm not here to defend other beat writers, even ones that I like, like Matt. I mean, 
He's on a competing station. I I like Matt a ton. I read the story. Uh, he he certainly gave his opinion and implied very strongly that he believes that David Bakhtiari won't be back. I, I and I've said that a bunch, but it's weird how certain things take on a life of their own in the aggregating world, right? And so I don't fault him at all. Um, at the same time, all these aggregating types are looking for content, and David Bakhtiari's name certainly gets you attention when you tweet it out. And, I mean, it even got attention from David, right? I mean, he even shared it. If I get fired, I'm blaming you or whatever it said. Um, but the bottom line is he is set to count $39.99 million against the cap. If you cut him, you only have 19 and change million in dead cap money. So I'm no mathematician. The girls are in like Pythagorean theorem and all these other things that I love when they're doing homework. But this one's a fairly simple math. You clear $21 million of cap. You free up $21 million of cap space. You have $21 million more cap space if you cut him than if you keep him on the roster at his current number. That would seem to me to be a very easy decision, especially given the uncertainty of the health of his knee. Now, that is a complicating factor in releasing him, right? because he is not healthy enough to play right now. It is also a risk in that if this uh, cartilage regeneration surgery, which was fairly invasive in November, if I understand David's explanation correctly, I mean, there's a chance that this saves his career. And there's a chance that by training camp, he is maybe not as good as new but he's a hell of a lot better, and you're going to get more than one game out of him if he's playing for your team. And maybe the New York Jets, who are desperate, who are dysfunctional based on that athletic story, based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still there and he would love to have David on his team, maybe, and their offensive line sucks, maybe they take a flyer on him, pay him more than they should, and it pays off big time for them. And he has that second Andrew Whitworth act. But the Packers scenario with him, all you needed to know was that when Goody talked to us after the season, he said in no uncertain terms that they are not trading Jair Alexander and that Aaron Jones absolutely will be back. And then when David Bakhtiari was asked about, it was a word salad of he's got a long way to go and it's a major injury and all that other stuff. So, I think that they've made their position very clear, and I was a little surprised at how much attention that got over the weekend. Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. Listen to Jason Wildey on Wildey and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every weekday right here on ESPN Milwaukee. We still have a lot of stuff to get to this morning. Stick around. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. X-Golf located at American Family Field is open for the offseason. It's open year-round, and it's a really cool space to go. It's overlooking left field inside American Family Field. Really cool space to go, hang out, maybe have some lunch. Just check out the stadium. You can see the new scoreboard that's going up. And, oh, by the way, it's also still an X-Golf, so you can get your offseason working. Maybe you're looking to get better this offseason and hit the ground running once the course is open this spring, 
Get a golf lesson taught by their PGA Pro in Andy Barrett. It's a great place to host your next event as well. Find out more information and book your sim today at xgolfampfamfield.com.